Okay, Daf Tzadiches. I'm a rabbi. Azurik Matbeir Shachaver Liyamagadol. So we're going to have four Mamorim from Rabbah related to the idea of of Grama Benizakin. Okay, so we're switching, switch your hats for a second. Till now, obviously, most of this parak and everything, we've been talking about Hilchas Gzela. Okay, now we're going to switch to Hilchas Mazik, which are very much related in the sense that, obviously, when you steal something and you're Mazik it, that's the idea of Shini, Karni, etc. Here we're talking about Din Mazik by itself. We'll, we'll talk about the Gzela aspect of it in a second. But I'm a rabbi. Hazarek my Be'er Shechaver So I have a coin of yours, and I knock it. We'll see the case thing more in a second. I knock it into the, the ocean. Okay, so I'm Potter. I don't have to pay you for the coin. Why? My time, Amar Hamana Kamoch. It's there. Go. I see it. Right. Okay. If you want to go get it, if you want to go get it, yes. As Rashi says, it might cost you money to go get it. You can't swim down twenty meters, and you have to hire a scuba diver to go get it. But that's a grumble. The coin itself is perfectly intact. It's out of your reach practically. But Lamai said, it's there. You could see it. It just costs you a little bit of money to get it. Even if it costs you more money than the coin's worth to get it, it doesn't matter. That's a grumma bidizakin. In terms of damage, I did not actually damage the coin. I just made it inaccessible to you at a cer- only for a certain level. But, that's only if at least you could see the coin and it's just a question of getting to it. And if the water is muddy or if it fell very deep, then that's no different than throwing it into a fire. Right. Once you throw it into a fire, it's gone. Even though, it, because you just can't, you can't get to it at all. You can't see it. It's not accessible in the slightest bit. Even if you pay for it, so throwing it into a deeper ocean or a muddy ocean, etc., that would also be considered a wood, and then you would taka have to pay as a mazik. Says Marbot, this whole halach is That's if I, you're holding the coin, I knock your hand, and the coin falls off. If I take the coin out of your hand and I throw it into the water, then migzal gazle. Once I've taken it, even though there's a chiddush in this gemara, even though I didn't take it to keep it, I took it to throw it into the ocean. So I had no intention necessarily to steal it per se, but lamaisa I took it. So in this case, you gazle. Then hashava boy maven. Then I can't say, well, I'm not yoytzev mitzvah heishev zegzela by pointing to a coin in the bottom of the ocean, even if it's accessible to you, even if you could see it. That's not a, that's not a kiyum of the mitzvah hashava. So if I took it, then I have a din gazlan, I have to give it back to you. If I just knock it into your ocean, in which case I'm not a gazlan, I'm just a mazik, then already we can debate if it's accessible or not accessible. Mesiv Rava, and this ties back to the Gemara, Mesiv Rava, ain't mechalan amosh, ain't mechalan you're not mechalan Maishasheni to be paid to Maishasheni on money that you don't have accessible. The, the Maishasheni doesn't have to be here, but the money does have to be here. Just we talked yesterday, it has to be the proper type of money. It's a certain country, Rashi says. It's a mountainous region around Yerushalayim. If your wallet fell into the ocean, you say, Oh, I lost all that money. No, no big deal. From now on, I'll use that money that's sitting at the bottom of the ocean to be paid to Maishasheni. Right? No one else is getting it. It's not going anywhere. That's a great thing to do with the money. Says the Bryce, Ain Michalim, you can't do it. Now, it doesn't differentiate here between whether the money is accessible or not accessible. You see the money, not to see the money in all cases. We say you cannot be Michalim that money. Now, according to what Rabbi just said, that should be true when it's muddy water. But if it's clear water, I should be able to be paid on it. So, my Rabbi, Shani Lenin Maisa, the meaning Matsu Biyodcha. By Maisa, you're right. It is considered money. And for Hilchas Mazik, that's not a Mazik if you could see it. But for Maisa Shani, that's not good enough. But Maisa Shani has to be Matsu Biyodcha. It has to be 
actually practically accessible. The kesef has to be in your hand, and if, it, and if it's not in your hand, or accessible to you in your hand, veleka, then it's not going to be a kim of that. So the, the money at the bottom of the ocean, as long as it, you could see it, and you could theoretically get to it, is considered money in terms of dinim mazik, but for dinim maizhashani, it's a special exception. But Levi, so Rab is telling you this halacha, that even though I've made this money not practically accessible to you, I'm part of that's a groma. It's only a groma mini Another case of groma. This gets into the question we had yesterday, which is, we said coins in those days actually were worth the value of the silver and of the weight of the particular coin. You had it normally stamped, if you wanted to make it legal tender, legal tender means that the king or the representatives of the king are stamping it with the picture of the king to certify, basically, that this coin is of the proper proper mixture and of the proper weight and it's you know a quarter or a dime a nickel whatever it happens to be okay so what if i you give me a coin and i'm shuff the matbeah i rub off we'll see how you do this the picture of the king on it okay so now it's not legal tender it's the same weight it's the same silver it did not take any of the metal out of it but it's no longer legal tender so in this case you're also going to be putter what no, it depends how you do it. You'll see in a second. Okay, we're talking about a case where it did not fall off. And therefore, you're going to be putter because it's a grumma. The fact that you have to maybe hire someone to, re- to restamp it or whatever it is, Lamaisa did not cause you any direct damage in this case. My time, the Gemara says, Here I didn't do anything at all. I hit it with a hammer and just flatten it out. If I scrape off, the picture. So now I already chasuri chasuri. Now I already made it less. I've actually taken some metal off. Now I already I'm considered a mazik on the whole business. So again, this is a grammar. The fact that lemaisai did not cause any direct damage, it did not take anything away from you, and therefore that's not considered a direct damage. This is a grama benizakin case. Now you can, you can take extreme examples of this, and it's interesting to first and discuss how this. I go into your house and I take your shabbos lachter and I bend. Two of the two of the arms down. I take your Hanukkah and I bend two of the arms down. I'm not a mazik. Am I a mazik in that case? I didn't take anything. I didn't take any metal off. I just took and bent the, one of the, the one of the arms of your menaira all the way to the side. What was the value drop? Is value drop? I don't know. Well, that, the Gemara, the Gemara is saying over here you can't. So you can debate this point because the Gemara is saying over here that since you're not missing anything, loy avid v'loy midi. You're not missing anything. You're not considered a mazik in the slightest bit. It's a little hard to understand if it would apply in that case. Here, I have to go hire someone to fix it. Belamaisa. Yes, yes and no. And I'll tell you why yes and no. If you've ever gone to sell silver, right? If you've ever gone to sell silver, they just wait. wait. They could care less what anything is done in it. So in terms of the actual market value of the thing you have... You actually have not caused that. Okay, we're not going to debate this point. I'm just bringing it up as an extreme case. There might be a difference between coins and between Kalim, but some of us do express this even in terms of Kalim, because the Maisa, I did not take anything. I did not, you're not missing anything. It's just that there's some so value you, done. If I take someone's suit, uh, again, I, I, I'm not, we're not having a Bezmer case here. Yeah. Ma, ma, go. So ripping it, ri, no, ri, so I'm saying if you break it off, it's different. If you break it off, it's different. If you break, if you break it off, then it's not attached anymore. It might be different. I, I don't know. I'm saying. I'm just saying. Tell you the the place can discuss how this halach applies to these cases. Just trying to to bring out the point. 
So Mesav Rav Rav has a kasha on Tarabo. He kualayne we have the halacha when you when you blind or knock out the tooth etc of, of an evet and he goes free. So he kualayne if you hit him on the eye if someone he goes blind Allah's never kasha hit him on the ear and he goes deaf evet yes milcheres okay now if you if you touch him he goes free. If you just smack your hands right next to his eye, but you actually never ever touch him at all, but he goes blind. If you make a loud noise next to him and make cause him to death, any you don't go free in that case because you didn't touch him. But in the case where you touched his eye or touched his ear, even though you did not make anything missing from the ear, you're chayef. So you see that changing the functionality of it, even if nothing's missing, counts. Says the more, no, 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 not true. Rabbi Latame, Dhamma Rabbi, we had before, if someone causes his father to go deaf, he gets killed. Even though if you hit your father and he does not bleed at all, you're not going to be chayef. It's only if he bleeds, here you're going to be chayef. The whole idea of how he went deaf is because there must be some blood dripping in the ear. The tops of the dumb, there is a little blood loss in the ear, and that's what causes him to go deaf. And therefore, in that case, and that, for in that case, you actually are chaser person. Therefore, by the evidence, as long as you touch him, if you don't touch him, then it's nothing. But as long as you touch him and he goes deaf, the assumption is you caused him some loss. By causing him some physical loss, then Enechami would go into the parsha of Shane Va'ayin. In terms of the... Uh, the Kenegadah is going to be different because he shouldn't have been scared by himself. That's what we said like more before. Shouldn't have been so scared. That's what caused you to go deaf. That would be a different Allah. Fine. But again, another case where Rabbi says it's a grumma benizak. And the fact that the coin is not as usable as it was before, that's not considered heads. Like I said, I did not take anything physical away from you. Case number three. So I go over to your cow and I cause it a, a small mum. A mum that does not affect its ability to work at all. It only affects your ability to use it as a carbon. So potter, again I'm potter, my time, a park at the time of time, but the part in terms of its practical, functional value is exactly the same. The layovid I didn't do anything, make a little hole in the ear. The kulushvam, There's like the halak we had in the Mishnah, if I possible it for a carbon, not every animal is brought for a carbon, and not every animal is meant to be brought as a carbon, if it actually was a carbon, and you were going to bring it and I caused put a hole in it, that might be different. But if it's not used as a carbon, just I'm an animal, just the fact that now you cannot use this one as a carbon, big deal. That's also like a grum. You're going to be put. Mesiv Rav, or Rav says, the Bryce says, if you have water from a paraduma, or if you have a paraduma itself, which we know a paraduma itself is usher to do any malacha with it. So with the, if you do malacha with the animal, if you talk about the mechatas, Rashi says you use it as a weight or something, so that'll be considered dacha with it. Pater midinei adam, midinei shemayim. So we hear you patim adam because again it's it's a total grama. But you made this water, this paraduma, unable to be used as a paraduma. But <coughs> says Rava, malacha min That's only because you didn't do all you did was walk the animal around with a package on its back or use the water as a weight, but you did not do anything which you could tell. If if it was the case like our case, where you actually caused some physical damage, even though. You could say, not every animal is going to be used as a paraduma, right? They could have multiple paradumas. Maybe who says they're going to use yours? But if you do a physical damage, we are going to be chayv because the mice, you did a physical damage. So you see that's not necessarily going to be potter. 
It could be the case of Tzairim, even in that case, if he made a mum to the Paradum, he also Potter. So why didn't the Prices say that case? Even in the case of Malacha, where you didn't do anything physical, still you're going to be Chayvi Dine Shemai. So the Chiddush of that price was not the Dine Adam, Petur, not the Chiddush of that price was that there is a Chiv Bidei Shemayim in all these cases, or at least in that case. Like grandma. It doesn't say all the cases. It says this case. We'll debate the, all the cases. Let's finish the second and then we'll see. Case number four. Ooh, okay, so to change it into vernacular, someone gives you a check, and I take the check, and I burn the check. Okay, so what did I burn? I burned the piece of paper. piece of paper is not worth anything. It's literally worth nothing. Okay, but it has significant value to you because you could have used that check to go to the bank to get money for it from the person's bank account. That's a star. So if you burn the star, Well, you did was burn a piece of paper, and therefore I cannot charge you as a mazik. Wait a second, wait a second, what's going on? If there are Adim who saw what was going on in this star, in this check, so you could just get another check, right? Just rewrite the check or go have Adim testify in front of Bezdin and the bank will give you the money that was due to you in the check in our case or you just rewrite it. What's the big deal? If there's no Adim, so I know money Adina. So what's the whole discussion over here? So what do you mean? The guy says, you burnt my check. He said, well, what, what was in it? Oh, I don't know. Well, if you don't know, there's nothing to even discuss. So why are you even discussing the point here if your grandma is chayev or pater? Lamaisa, nobody else was in the check if you're never going to be able to collect in the first place. That's a technical question. We're talking about a case where everybody's made what was written in the check. The only question is, are you considered a mazik? Says, Rab, over here, you're not a mazik. You're, you're again, you are a grama, binizakin, the fourth case of grama binizakin. This that Rabbi said your putter in this case of the star is really machlekes of Shimon Rabbanani. This is this particular case is machlekes of Shimon Rabbanani. Assuming everybody else grumma and Izak and his potter. But over here we have a different question is the Rab Shimon the Amar Dovar Garm Lamaman Kimaman Dami Mikhaif. We had a Shimon Shita that if someone damages an animal that's a carbon, but you you were going to use that animal as a carbon to be Yitzi your chi. If you had said Hare Alai carbon and you were Makdish an animal, and now someone did something to that animal, we had the Gemara earlier in the Masechta. If Shimon said it's a Dvaragarm Lamaman, even though I don't own this animal, but since the animal to me represents money, because if you damage this animal, I now have to go replace it with another one. So it's a Garm Lamaman. If Shimon says Dvaragarm Lamaman, it's Kamaman Dummy. And therefore, here also, according to Shimon, Dvaragarm Kamaman Dummy, so this Shtar is a Dvaragarm I could use it to go collect my chayv. Now that it's gone, I cannot. And therefore, as a coin to Shimon, it would be like, it's not just a piece of paper. It's a dover garm the moment. It has actual value, and you'd have to pay me. So this is that machlekes. Maske Florifuna Bred Rav Yeshua he says, wait a second, this case is fundamentally different than any other case we've seen in the Machlaikis of Shimon Rabbana. Aimed Shamalab Shimon Dever Gamalin Kamaman Dami, when did Rav Shimon ever say that? But Dever Shikray Maman. That's normally by something that it itself was worth money, but now let's say in the, the classic case of Shimon is by a carbon, or we'll see another case of Shimon by, by Hilchas Pesach, etc., where the Chaifetz itself had intrinsic value had actual value, but now it doesn't, says Shimon, since it's Garm the moment it counts. But in our case, 
the piece of paper had never ever had intrinsic value. So maybe the halacha of Rav Shimon of Dever just says if it had intrinsic value and now it lost that, we will extend that value based on Dever Garmelamamun. But if it never had intrinsic value, then maybe Rav Shimon, even Rav Shimon, would agree it does not extend. Mm-hmm. What is that? The classic case. If I steal from your house, chametz. Right? Now, I'm supposed to return it. Remember, we said in the Mishnah, well, it's the next thing you were about to learn, that even though it's not worth anything anymore, I stole a loaf of bread from you, and now it's Pesach, and giving you back a loaf of bread is not worth anything, but I never touched a loaf of bread. I never broke it, I never cut it, I never did anything to it. I can say, even though it's Asr I can say, here's the loaf of bread I stole from you, even though it's totally worthless on Pesach. Okay, so I have this loaf of bread that I stole from you. Someone else comes along now and destroys that piece of bread that I had. The loaf of bread. There's a classic case of Dover Gar in the moment. This loaf of bread is worth nothing to anybody else. It's Pesach. But for me, it's worth something. Because for me, I could use it to patter my chayv of paying back the gzela. So it says the Brahma, if the person, the third party, burns it on Yantif or Chalamoid, whatever, so patter. Because you're supposed to burn it. And therefore, there's no question that Chametz Pesach is supposed to be burnt. Fine. If already Pesach finished, and so now there's no din that you have to burn it per se. So now, So now it's Because now I could have taken this loaf of bread and paid back my chayv. You burned it. You were gur me, mamun, loss, and therefore you have to pay. The Rabbanon David Gur Lamamun, but all of that is by a davar she'ikray mamun. There's a loaf of bread. There's a carbon. There's an animal. But davar she'enikray mamun miyaminon to make something that has no intrinsic value into something that has value. Lav dafka do we ever see if Shimon says that? So lav dafka would Shimon argue on Rabbah's halacha, and it could be he would agree if I burn your your document, if I burn your check, I don't have to pay you anything. It's a grum at all. However, says the Gemara, Amar Ameimar man de doyin de garmi. There are two. Two terminologies used throughout Shas. One is called a grama, and one is called garmi. Okay, it seems to be that there's a sad to say you should be more chayev in garmi than grama. Rashi shita, luckily for us, is that grama and garmi are the same, and we don't have to differentiate between them. And if you hold garmi as chayev, you hold grama as chayev. If you hold garmi as pata, grama as pata, they're exactly the same. There are rishonim who say not that there are differences between grama and garmi, whether it's something that happens directly or indirectly, or whether it's something that happens immediately or happens after time, but Rashi says they're the same. So therefore, according to Ameimar, man the darn din of the garmi, if you hold your chayiv by grama, so mag star then because Rav's whole tour was, because grama benizokin is butter, if you hold garmi and grama is chayiv, then of course you're going to be chayiv and you have to pay the value of the star. Then, of course, you still have to pay the value of the paper, whatever it is, it could be a penny, but you have to pay that value, but you don't pay the value of the shtar. It is not clear from this sugya if you hold garmi as chayev, if you're therefore going to be chayev in all four of these cases the rabbi brought. We only say it here, the gabi the shtar. According to Rashi, it would somewhat be mashma, since Rashi holds grum and garmi are the same, then in the Once you're chayev and grum in the case of the shtar, you'd be chayev in the karama in the case of the hole in the ear. The case of the Coin is a little bit different, maybe, because over there, by the case of the coin, when you take off the picture, the other one said, midi. It seems to be even more 
than grama but he's not It's Mashri, he didn't do anything at all. So again, you could debate, we shouldn't debate how this how this applies back there and all. Rashi over here, Lamaisa says, it's somewhat Mashri Rashi, it's Dafka in this case. Again, not 100% clear how this would apply to the other cases. Havi Uvda, there was an actual story. Mekaifei Rav from the Rav Ashi. It's an amazing case. The way Rashi learns it is, Rav Ashi, when he was young, burned someone's star. Okay, now we said before that Katan is Pegiyas and Ra. He doesn't have to pay. But there is Machlekes Mishan if when he grows up, is he supposed to go ahead and pay anyways after he's bar mitzvah? Rashi learns this story that Rav Ashi burned someone's star when he was young. Rashi says, because it doesn't make sense to say Rav Ashi did this when he was older. So he burned so much time when he was a little kid. He grew up. He went to Rafa. He said, do I have to pay for the star? And he forced him to pay. And he collected him. Like when someone is carving a fancy carving on wood, he gets the best type of wood, right? A nice piece of mahogany wood or whatever it is he has to get. So here also, he made him pay the full value of this piece of paper, not just the value of the paper as paper, but the value of the paper as representing the star. If you hold your paskin, which Rafa seemed to say that he's supposed to do in this case. Again, could be it's a uh, it's a dinei shemayim alocha, but the fact he said kafia it's mashma it's a dinei adam, and he was passing that you're in these cases and grubim and izaka would talk and not be potter for sure by the case of the shtar. Moving back to the Mishnah, we said in the Mishnah the case of Chametz Shalva Pesach. I steal Chametz and it's after Pesach, and I have not touched the Chametz at all. I can return it to you because I Rachel Chalafanecha. Says the Gemara, Mantana, I'm in Bisuri. I know Rachel Chalafanecha. So Lachayra, that's a Machlekes, as we'll see in a second, Lachayra. And therefore, not everybody agrees with this Mishnah. Not everybody agrees that something which is Asher Barna, I can say Rachel Chalafanecha. Lamaisa, it's not even mine to give you back. It's nothing. It's Asher Barna. It's considered nothing. So maybe that may be worse than a regular Hezek Shen and Nikov kind of case. I'm Rav Chista, Rav Yaakov. That's Shittas of Yaakov. Keep track of the names. This is Rav Chista saying it's Rav Yaakov. Desanya. Shor Shehemis. If you have a shor that killed, so it's the shor that killed, once Bezdem Paskin, the shor is going to be a shor Niskal. It's going to be Asurbanah. We learned earlier. So if actually, Nigmardinai, before Bezdem Paskin's on it, Machrei Machrei. If I go ahead and quickly sell it to somebody else, the sale works, because it's not yet. Now that does the sale work, Rashi says, we learned earlier in the Masech, that once you sell it, or makdish it, Bezdin's not going to pass Gemisa on it anymore, because it has to be only owned by one person from the time of the event until the Gemar Din. If you sell it to somebody else, you actually circumvent the halacha. And I can sell it, because it's not Hegdeshe if I'm makdish muktash. Shachta if I shechted, baser mutter. So it's not asubanoya, I can eat it. There's no psaktim. Hegziru shemer lebailov. If the shemer is watching this animal, and it, get, and it goes in and kills a human being, which means the animal is going to be nechtam lamisa, but it was not nechtam yet, and the shemer gives it back to the bailov, says, here, here's your animal, bye! And he runs away. So muxer. It's considered a good axel. The Maisei gave you back an animal that nothing had happened to it yet. The animal's fully intact. Everything's good. But, Misha Nigmar Dinoi, once it already had a psak misa, because it's a shara niskal, so mochre and mochre. It's not mine anymore. It's also my dog, right? It's, it's maybe shaloy, and a brashusa, everyone will look at it. But the Maisei cannot sell it. Hegdesh and muktish, I can't give it to Megdish anymore. Shachte, if I shechted, basar also, even if I shechted, still the basar remains also. Now it gets back to our case. So I, I was given an animal to watch. In my possession, it became Isuri Hana. <coughs> Am I Yoytzim? I give it back to the Oyla, Utter Bailim, an animal to Isuri Hana. So Tanakama says, Tanakama says, No. An animal, it's also by No. You cannot be Yoytzim, your Chiv Shmir, and give it back to that. No, you could. 
So what's the machlekes? My love, a kamifigi. The Rabbi Yaakov sover aimer b'surah noah shuach fanecha. And therefore, and also in our mission, the same halacha would apply. If I steal a loaf of bread, and now it comes Pesach, and it's also Ba'ana, according to Yaakov, I, I, I can return it, and that would be she, the shitas of our Mishnah. According to Rabbanan, I cannot. I'm not yoitzed by returning a loaf of bread that's a surah, no, and I'd have to pay for the value of the bread. Again, kishas gzela, what it was when I stole it. So the halacha in our Mishnah is a machlai, because Rabbi Yaakov and the Rabbana. So I'm a lay. So Rabba, I'm a lay. Rabba, Rabba responds to Rav Chista. He says, "Loy, lavdafka is that the issue over here? Could be." And we had this Gemara earlier in the Masechta. Everybody, Rabbi Yaakov and the Rabbanon hold you could return an object as us. So I know our mission is the Ve'akol, and really, 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 <coughs> in the case over there by the Shar, you could say even if it's Nechtam Lamisa. But over here, it's a different issue. Dim Kane, I'll prove it to you, he says. If their machlaikis was, whether you could say, the classic case to talk about is Chametz and Pesach, where there's no other concerns. Chametz and Pesach becomes usher by itself. This case, the case where the animal kills a person, it's not becoming usher by itself. It requires Bezdin, arresting the animal, taking it to Bezdin, making a Psaktin, as we'll see in a second. And this might be a little trickier case. Whereas the classic, pure case of Yisrael, would be Chametz and Pesach, like our, like, our, like our case. And the fact they did not argue in that case, that's not the issue over here. What is the issue? Elamar, either Rava or Rabba or nobody, some people take out. Over here, the question is Is it the Shemir's fault that the animal got Nechtam Lamisa at all? Meaning, do we paskin Misa on an animal if the animal not comes to best? We know by an owner. By a person, person damages someone, kills somebody, whatever it is, the baldin has to be in bezdin. You can't pass in a din in bezdin in abstention. We don't do that. You have to be there to defend yourself. Always not a din. Is the animal considered a player in this situation? The animal killed Ruvain. Can bezdin pass in misa on the animal even if the animal is in abstention? The animal is not there, and that's what this machlekes is. Why? The more explains. Rabbanan savi aim gomer dinas shosh the Rabbanon say, we're not going to paskin the, anything on this animal if it's not here. The Yomar lay, and therefore the owner of the animal says to the Shemer, if you would have returned it to me before the Bezdin, have a Mekrina I would have ran with this animal and hit it. I would have brought it to a swamp, and Bezdin would never would have gotten their hands on this animal, and they never would have been able to paskin that it's supposed to be killed. Whether he's allowed to do this or not, we debated already earlier when we talked about this. Now that you, the Shemer, gave it to Bezdin, I have no recourse anymore to get it back from Bezdin. I can't, talk, can't negotiate with Bezdin. Bezdin took my animal, they're going to kill it. And therefore, the reason the Shemir is Chayv according to Rabbanon is not because it's Isra Hanoah and he's not going to return Isra Hanoah. The reason he's Chayv is because he caused it to become Asr Hanoah. He's considered the Amazik by getting over to Bezdin. Bezdin doesn't need the animal there to paskin anything. The Shemir could say to the owner, safe, safe. The Bezdin would have paskin whether the animal is there or not there. Bezdin would have paskin, and therefore I did not contribute to the animal Kasmanah. So we're saying now that in terms of our, our pure halacha, can you say, everybody agrees you can. The only question over here is, is the Shemir considered responsible? But that would have been okay to the case of Chametz Pesach at all. That was a machlaikis between Avchista and Rab. 
Ashkev, Chista le Rabba Bar Shmuel. If Chista one day came to the Beis Medrash, she was talking and learning with Rabba Bar Shmuel, different Rabba. Amalei Tanisa midi b'Surah No. Can you let's talk Shtekel Torah? Anything you learned about Israel? No. Amalei Tanina. Yeah, I have the following brisa. Pay attention on the brisa. It says in the brisa, Veheshev. The pasuk says, Veheshev is Zagzela. It's supposed to return what you stole. Matam alam Asher Gazal. So he darshins Yachzer Kein Sher Gazal. You're supposed to give back the object. The way, if the object was not touched at all, if the object was touched, change, shinoi, then you have to pay money. If it was not, you give back the object the way it was. And he learns from that sort of an extension. Mikan Amru, If I steal a coin, but the physical coin did not change at all, then I say, Because it is Kein Shegazal. So we're actually using Kein Shegazal as a cooler, even though the coin is not... The same coin, it's just a piece of metal right now. Blamaisa didn't physically change, it just became puzzled by the king. I'm allowed to return it to you. Paris Vihir Kivu Yayin Vihmitz. Now the Paris Rikivu Yan Shikhmitz is the one I was gonna ask in a second, are not those cases. In our Mishnah we said Paris Rikivu Yan Shikhmitz are changed. Here we're suing them on the list of things which did not change. Hold on, the Gemara will ask the Kasha in a second. Truma v'nitmis, if I truma which did not change, it just became Tomei. Chomets v'lova v'pesach, v'hema v'nevda v'avera, shor ad sheloi nigmar dinoi, omolai reshachofanecha. So all these things that the animal did not physically change at all, the truma did not physically change at all, I can give it back to the owner as the gossip. Now it only said that works by v'hema before it was nigmar din. After it was nigmar din, it became totally asr not mashmano. Man shamalev domar. Actually, medina eat, but mishun nigmar dina loy. Once it's nigmar din, doesn't work. So that would be shitas rabbanon. Clearly, that would be shitas rabbanon. Vikitani, and it says in that brisa, chametz relva pesach. I'm going to be a shechal fanecha. That chametz relva pesach. You could say reishachal fanecha. So you see clearly, like Rabbis pshat, everybody holds Israel no is no problem reishachal fanecha. The only problem of the animal was that you shouldn't have brought the animal to the next all. So you see clearly, like Rabbi said, that they're not arguing about a reishachal fanecha by Yisraelno. They're arguing on a, on a local question of are you responsible for having the animal be nechta lemisa. So you see, if Chista is wrong, Amalei, if Chista is a very strange statement here. Imashichlu, if you find Rabbi, all the people in Spanish, please don't tell them about this brisa because they're going to pick on me. Meaning they already paskin against me anyways. If they, just to bring an extra proof on top of it, please don't tell them about this brisa. I back down, I'll change my shot, and everything will be good. It's kind of a strange kind of a statement to say, but that's, that's where it's... Now, Derek Agav says, well, wait a second, in that brisa it said, Paris Now, we said in our mission, not that way. Our mission said, if the fruits rot, that is a change, a physical change. And you can't say, Now, the Gemara could have asked from Yayin as well, and that's why some girsas have it over here. If you notice where it says, Yayin v'hichmetz in the Brisa, some girsas changed that. To not Yayin v'hichmetz, Yayin v'hikrim, which is not as, as strong as, as turning it to vinegar. It just became a little cloudy or something, and that would talk be the same one. But by Paris, the Gemara it's clear, Stiro. It depends how much of the fruits rotted. If roi for the fruits rotted, or all the fruits rotted, then it's not the same fruits. But if a little bit of it rotted, that's normal. That's standard by fruits, that a little bit rots here and there, or a little bit of each fruit rots in there, and therefore over there, everybody would agree, if you could give it back. Says the mission. Nu suge, totally. Nasan le'uman if you give a workman 
a silversmith, a, 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 a carpenter, etc., something to fix. Vilkokol, and he breaks it. Chayv l'shalim. Of course, he's chayv to, if he broke it, he's going to be chayv to pay. We'll talk about cases tomorrow, or maybe he's not chayv to pay in certain situations. But here, generally speaking, give us something to fix, he breaks it, makes it worse, he's going to be chayv to pay you as a mazik. L'chayra. If you give to a carpenter a box, some sort of box, Rashi says something that he's used for carrying women in, etc., for like, you know, a, a, an agalah of some sort. So, another, it seems to be examples, we'll see in the Gemara in a second how you read the Mishnah. If you give someone who's going to fix something, a kablan, you give him something to fix, a wall, and instead of taking the wall apart, and keeping the bricks and making the, and they're usable, he smashed the bricks. Aisha Zikon, and we'll see exactly what that case is. Aisha Hizik, he caused damage. Right? What if he took down the bricks? No problem. But he didn't realize on the other side there's another wall that's being supported by this wall, and that second wall falls. So then you're going to be putter because that's just a grumble. He didn't push down the other wall; it just fell when he took the supports off. He didn't realize he's putter. The machmas hamake If the second wall fell down because he was hitting it hard, and that caused the wall to fall, then of course he's going to be chay. Okay, what's going on in the Mishnah? Amar Avasi loy shanu in the Mishnah chay vel shenasan lecher sheitev and migdal lenatzben mesamer venatzben mesamer v'shivron. If you gave him a box, whatever it is to fix, he said, knock some nails into it. He's going to knock some nails into it. Fine. Says Ravasi, what about the following case? I, I buy some wood. I bring the wood to the craftsman. And I say, do me a favor. Make me a fancy uh, Aron Svarim. Make me a fancy uh, place that I can keep all my Svarim in. And fine. He starts building it. He builds this beautiful thing. Okay, then he comes to the last part where he's going to paint it or something, and it just all goes bad. The whole thing falls on the ground and smashes. Okay, so he has to pay me. What does he have to pay me? Does he have to pay me only for the raw materials I supplied him? Or do you say, once he built this cabinet for me, it's my cabinet. And now that he destroyed it, accident, accident, whatever it is, now he has to pay me the value of the cabinet. How do you look at that? Says the Gemara, he's going to be part of my timer. He's putty. Only has to pay me back the value of the raw materials. My timer, Uman Kainim Bishvach Kli. The value that the Kli went up when the Uman fixes it, before you pay for it and get it back, that Shvach actually belongs to the Uman. That's his. It's not yours at all. No, we're not a Gazan over here. Not a Gazan over here. It's not a question of a Gazan. It's a question of, again, the nature of this Uman Kadmishvach Kli is, is definitely difficult to explain. He doesn't really own your Kli, right? And you, what do you, so you could look at it as your Shutfim. You own, like, the raw materials of it. He owns the added value. Or, and therefore, he owns, you know, 30, 40% of the material of, of this, of this, of this break frontier that you built. Or, you could just look at it as he has some value, like a mashkin sort of kind of thing. Since you haven't paid him for it yet. So it's like, it's sort of like a mashkin. Just like we say, a malvis kind of mashkin. Doesn't mean he really owns it. It just means he has a vested interest in it. So here also, this woman has some sort of a vested interest in it. The woman can't keep it. And if you go and pay the money, he has to give it back to you. There's no question about that. But it's considered his in the sense that if he's mazikid, it's not. He doesn't have to pay you back. It's not yours. That shvach is not yours. We'll debate this point. 
case we saw about the wool that you dyed your own coat. We're going to get to the wool case tomorrow. It says the Gemara, Tanan, our Mishnah. So how do you read our Mishnah? So what, what did you give to the Uman that he ruined? My love, the Yavlu Eitzim. That would mean that you gave him wood and he built it into something, and then it got ruined, you have to pay. So our Mishnah's mashma, not like Ravasi, says the Gemara, no. We're talking about when you gave him something that was already built, and you just have to make a little fix from it. So what do you mean? I'm telling you, that's the second case in the Mishnah. It's mashma, the Reisha is not when you gave him something that was already done, when you gave him wood, and he built it, and then he ruined it. No. The Sefer, the second case, is explaining the Reisha. What's the case? If you gave him something that's already built, and then he breaks it, then he has to pay. But if you gave him wood, and he built it and then broke it, not, says the Gemara. That actually is a better way to read the Mishnah. That the second case is explaining the first case. If you're talking about the Reisha, is the case we gave him a box. If you give him clear wood, and he builds it into a box, and then he breaks it, he's chayv to pay. So for sure, Shedev Amigdal, me boys, if you gave him a real box and he breaks it, of course he's chayv to pay. What would you need the second case for? Elamai, it's Mashra, they're both the same case, and they're explaining one to the other. That would not necessarily be a riot. Tani Sefer, the Gluya Reisha. The Sefer is explaining to you that the Reisha is a different case, maybe. Shaloi time, I don't think. Reisha shaded the migdal. The only time your chay is if you give him a full box and he breaks it. Avol eitzim him loy, but if you give him wood and he builds it in too, maybe not. Kamash malon tana sefer shaded the migdal. Michal the reisha eitzim afiyolachin chayv. You could read the mishnah the other way. You could read the mishnah to say that no, the mishnah is telling you that whether you give him a box and he breaks it, or whether you give him raw wood and he breaks it, he's chayv l'shalim. And the reason the mishnah spoke it up that way is it wanted to tell you. you why did they just say the case of eitzim? I don't know, but it just said a generic case of if he broke something. How do you know what it is? Well, if the Sefer he says you're going to be chayv, so the Reisha must be talking about a case of Eitzim and you're chayv there as well. Lamaisa, that's not the way Ravasi learns the Mishnah. Ravasi learns you're only going to be chayv for the actual value if you gave him something that was already finished and he just broke it and he broke it when he was fixing it. But if you gave him wood and he built it into something, Uman is kind of it's his, it's not yours, he doesn't have to pay you. But that's it. we'll talk about this all day tomorrow.